Welcome everyone to another episode of The Uncomfortable Silence. And today we wanted to talk about loneliness and, and the effect on our culture and how both young and older uh, people are reacting to it and how things in our culture affect loneliness. And I had read that 60% of Americans actually at some point feel that they are living in a state of loneliness. And I was really surprised by the large percentage of that. And knowing that it, it contributes to stress, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and sleep uh, challenges also. So it has a great effect on our culture. And we wanted to talk about it today, both uh, how young people are handling it and maybe offer some suggestions as well. Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems for um, my age group or probably older uh, people as well is the um, the world of uh, social media and phones and how that uh, – what social media and phones do is it allows you to see what everybody else is doing all the time, which – uh, can can be great and can be helpful, but it also, um, in the back of your mind, you know that if there's a party that you weren't invited to and you're sitting at home alone or your friends are out doing something and, and you weren't there, it can create a strong feeling of uh, loneliness. And it's something that I went through in middle school and high school and feeling like I never um, fit in and uh, I felt super alone and um, that's something that now I, I don't feel that way. And one of the biggest things has been cutting out the world of, uh, social media and phones and not texting people all the time. And, uh, it's something that I've learned to deal with and actually turn being into, uh, being alone into a very positive thing. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a contradiction with the phones where, uh, people look on their phones and they see pictures. Sometimes the pictures, uh, say a thousand words and sometimes you can't tell a book by its cover which is that picture so they're very misleading and if you're sensitive about something and you're feeling lonely anyways it can the phones can really be tough and we're always reacting to our phones grabbing for it when we hear a noise when we're out and about and um, just that feeling of being left out of situations and um, I, I think it's much more common to hear people say, well, I haven't heard from you in a long time. And that's because they assume with the, the phones are so much easier to connect. But, you know, it's different for young people. I, I really don't know how they, uh, which direction it's going for them. And I worry about it a lot. And I worry about the manipulation that's gone through phones. And I think it separates people more and people get more isolated because of the challenge. And I think that's that creates loneliness, which affects the things that we uh, that I said earlier. Yeah, I think um, the other thing social media does is that it makes uh, people follow the crowd and and fo really follow what other people are doing. Um, almost, you almost try to compete with people or uh, who can go on the nicest vacation or who can go to the nicest bar and be at the nicest place and. And uh, for me, that's something that it, uh, comparing myself to other people was super unhealthy. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest reasons I got depressed was because I, I always looked at other people's lives and, and wanted that. But um, the quicker you realize, um, David Goggins said it when I first realized it. He said, everybody's effed up. And once you realize that, you have a much easier time. But I kind of took that in a lighter way. And once you realize everyone has issues, uh, yours might not seem as big 
and uh, getting off social media uh, or using it less and less and and using my phone less and less has actually uh, made me appreciate my friendships that I do have. And um, there aren't many real friendships that I have um, that I would consider people uh, real good friends. And they've made those better. And um, it's it's been one of the best changes for me of, of connecting with the, the world that I was given and appreciating uh, the real things I have around me and not living in a fantasy world. Um, but what I was saying about social media makes people follow the crowd and and you end up following what other people are doing instead of doing uh, what you want to do. So for me and the college lifestyle, that was people are always going out. People are always you know drinking, doing that stuff. And that's not stuff that I uh, enjoy doing. I, I've done it. Uh, I've done it plenty because that's what I thought I should be doing. But alcohol is the only drug that people uh, that they they knock you for not doing every every other drug people praise you if you don't do it but alcohol people think you're weird if you don't uh if you don't drink it and and that's been something that that has made me feel alone of of feeling like nobody maybe understands what I like and what I like doing so I've been working through that challenge of of feeling alone in that way at the college age uh but I've I've been finding comfort in being alone instead yeah, we all fight. It's part of the human experience, I think, where we want to feel included. We want to be liked by everyone. And I think we've almost lost our individuality over over the years now. And I think what is now normal is to find your or feel like you're liked and part of the group on social media. And it's that, that phrase, would you rather have 500 likes or contacts or friends on social media would you rather have five good friends that you could call maybe just to share a conversation or when you need help or and would you reciprocate and do the same with them so I think um, the phones I know we always have to find the balance and but I think now the the way phones are now and what has become normal is not healthy and I think we really have to work at finding that balance and knowing that being alone, and we'll talk to this more, but, you know, what can you do? You, you have to enjoy yourself, you know, you have to believe in yourself and have confidence and, and love who you are. And that's how probably the start of not being lonely. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the big switches for me, um, this year was that I kind of decided that I only wanted to, to spend my time doing or, or with people that I felt are going to, um, enhance my life. So, uh, for me, I mean, the phone was one thing I decided that less of that uh, would be better for me. And and that, that's resulted in me um, not talking to certain people I used to talk to or not uh, going and hanging out with the same people I always have. And and uh, it, it's, it's made me end up being around a lot less um, amount of people. But I've found that I'm actually, I feel a lot less alone around uh, that less amount of people doing what I enjoy doing than uh, how I felt when I was, you know, going out every weekend or and with with a ton of people, I felt way more alone. Yeah, and Quentin Quentin's going to play a video um, that is excellent on that peer pressure college experience. Or it can it certainly is in high school, and I would also say as adults, we're trying to find our way to on socializing and so on. So I, I think this video is very, very good. It's good to, it's a good listen. 
period in everybody's journey where they are so different because they've started to do new things that they no longer fit in with the old set of friends but they're not sufficiently developed that they've gained their new set of friends and they're unsure should i go back should i lean back into getting a bag in with the boys on a weekend is that the highest you know way that i can live my life passion forward because that's what everybody else does and all of my friends are taking the piss oh we're not drinking again too good for us are we not going out again this week oh okay well like enjoy staying in home and reading fucking nerd so you're going to feel the pain of being ostracized from the group of friends that you used to have but you're stuck in this messy middle where you haven't yet worked out who you are on the other side of this and that lonely chapter that's in the middle is something that I would say almost nobody that I've ever met who has gone from a place where they are to a place where they want to be hasn't gone through. Are you out of the Lily chapter? Yes. Period. Um, and that's that's that video kind of sums up how I've felt as far as um, being uh, trying to learn more about myself and and doing stuff that that I like really like doing and. Um, the more I actually learn about myself, the, the less alone I feel, but, but it's caused me to, uh, spend a lot of time alone and spend a lot of time in, in thought and not be around the same people I used to be, which has been, um, challenging. Yeah. We're not, um, you know, there's no judgments on any of this. It, it just because someone decides that they don't want that same social life. And, and as to the video, it's even said, you know, they're almost making fun of them and, trying to be wise guys with it or you don't want to hang out with us anymore but that that deserves a conversation too and i think the people that like you they're gonna they're gonna take a deep breath and go you know i hadn't thought of it that way and and i want you to be happy and that's you know we're all so different why do we have to all try to go along to get along instead embrace our differences um so then we wanted to talk about you know there's ways that we can help uh ourselves with this loneliness um, the challenge of loneliness and, um, you know, every time we do one of these episodes, we don't want to just state something that we're all aware of, um, but we want to kind of suggest maybe things that might be obvious to some, but just share our thoughts on ways to improve the situation. Yeah, well, the best way that I've, um, the the feeling of being lonely, um, I've, kind of, I've kind of got rid of that. It's because I've I've learned more about myself and about what I like doing, and I've found um, an insane amount of comfort in being alone. And that's because, uh, I really enjoy, uh, working out. I really enjoy, I like watching movies. I like listening to, uh, people who I think, uh, know more than I do, which can be hard to find because I like to think that I know more than, um, most people, but I like listening to people who, uh, are smarter than me. I've started to like reading, um, from people who, um, have had uh, a lot of success and a lot of happiness. And and the more that I do stuff that I really enjoy doing and the more time I spend with people who have uh, a similar outlook on uh, life and, and those people have become my, my oldest friends that all kind of have similar uh, interests and feelings about how you should live and about uh, exercising and nutrition. Um, the more I spend time with those people and not doing stuff that I don't enjoy, the, the happier I am and the less alone I feel because I actually, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because it's what I like to do. Yeah. So we're in this culture where 
We're kind of in this battle between people trying to find their individualism, which we should embrace, and then people trying to be liked and welcomed into all these different groups. It's, it's kind of one of these things that we have to figure out as we grow, and, and our groups that we socialize with should change as we grow, and, and we should embrace that growth and our change in our thoughts the more we get to know ourselves. So it's, you know, there's so much pressure unfairly on young people now that they're almost forced into losing their youthfulness at a younger age than we would want. So all my friends, most of us are older. Our kids are Quentin's age or a lot of them older. And, um, you know, we want them to succeed. They're all different. If you have multiple children, your kids are all different. Why would you want one to act like the other when they have different wants and different things that make them happy about life? And I think we have to reinforce those things. And I mean, I want Quentin to find his way. I want to be a little bit of a, a safety net to help him through it. But I do not want to dictate to him um, what's going to make him happy. I will be long gone and he will hopefully be happy. And that's what's going to really uh, push into being successful as a good person and contributor to our culture. And uh, we're we're both super into uh, music and videos and books, and uh, that's something that we both uh, really like. And I was listening to a song, and um, I really like a guy named Zach Bryan because he, a lot of his songs are more poetry than actual music. And and he said uh, when I realized uh, how I felt about going out and stuff, he said um, where he feels most alone is when he's in the biggest crowd, and um, that's because it's not something that that he enjoyed doing or whatever. But um, when I heard that um, is when I realized that that is also uh, how I felt when I was with the most people is when I, I felt the most empty or whatever. So um, becoming uh, really uh, into myself and, and into uh, those good friends that I have has basically got rid of that feeling of ever feeling lonely. I, I, I haven't had that feeling uh, in about a couple months, a month or two since I, I've really focused on just trying to have good people around me and what doing what I know is going to be best for myself, which is all I can do because I can't live anybody else's life. So there's so many um, ways that we can help others and ourselves. So we're talking about a lot, a lot about ourselves with, you know, wh- how we're trying to find our way. But this is a lifelong challenge, and everybody always knows that people, as they get older, they get frightened about about the end and um, regretful and maybe even resentful in some situations. Um, and I think Quentin said something earlier before we, uh, when we first got together today about, you know, believing in something more than yourself and knowing that there is always something out there uh, to be positive about and to live up to a higher level. And I know there's a, a lack of or less interest in religion now. It doesn't mean that people aren't spiritual and people don't believe in a higher power. It's however you handle it. But there's so many things we can do. With younger people, the value of remembering someone's name, the value in just saying, hello to someone and actually standing still. If you're going to ask them how they feel, it might be nice to stand still and listen to how they feel instead of how you feel great, that's good, and just kind of move on. 
So I think there's a lot of things that we can do to engage. And um, being older, I'm not used to seeing everyone at a table with a phone in front of them instead of talking to each other. And I think uh, putting those phones away and having a conversation would be great and make people feel more engaged and know that they're not alone and maybe empower them to bring up a topic that they can't bring up somewhere else. So they're not alone in their beliefs either. And we don't have to believe in the same thing, but we should embrace each other's views and be able to um, express them. Um, And I think the example I'll give on that is there was a movie with Mel Gibson where he could actually read the minds of women. It was kind of a comedy movie and stuff, but it had a great scene in it where there was this young woman in the office who was kind of um, an administrative assistant type and she always had her head down and was looked like she was upset and no one noticed her and he could read her mind and she was saying how she was suicidal and so on and no one even knew she existed and because Mel Gibson could read her mind he ended up helping her and realizing how selfish and narcissistic he had been not thinking of those around him and if we could take a deep breath like Mel Gibson did in that movie and just be more aware of the people around us, um, especially young people, I think it would really help making people feel part of. Yeah, be aware of the people around you, but also uh, finding out who you are and being aware of um, yourself will uh, rid that feeling of loneliness. And the, the one message that I would give to high school age kids or younger or college group, or because I really can only speak to my age group because... Uh, well, I'm not, I'm only my age, I guess, um, is that, you know, if you don't, uh, if you don't want to uh, go out and drink 10 beers and feel a certain way, uh, you don't have to. If you don't want to uh, smoke a joint while everybody else is doing it and feel a certain way, you don't have to. If you uh, don't want to have sex with someone you might not love, you don't have to. If you don't, you don't have to do that anything uh, society tells you to do, you don't have to do it. Uh, you have the choice to do whatever you want, but you don't have to do, uh, anything. And and the sooner you learn to do what you like to do and, and not what society tells you to do or social media tells you to do, uh, the quicker you'll feel comfortable in yourself and the quicker your relationships will grow and the, the less lonely you'll feel. Yeah. Write your own story. Make yourself the best version of yourself that you can. Improve on yourself no matter how old we are. I'm certainly learning things all the time and trying to do better and uh, trying to be a better listener, be more aware of my surroundings. And I certainly, as I've gotten older, I've gone into more of a bubble existence than I was before. But I, too, find that more productive and I feel more self-worth in that. And as at the age I am, I can understand the path better than Quentin's age. So I, when I talk to Quentin, he doesn't care or nor should he care about the particulars of what went on when I was his age. But I think if, if I present to Quentin a, a, an analogy to today, he gets it. And then I learn better by his reaction how to have that conversation. And I think, you know, we, our kids sometimes back off from us because we force them into thinking that we don't care how they feel 
We just want to tell them what they should do or what, how they should be thinking. And I think it's a huge mistake. And um, Quentin and I, are a, we are able to talk because we got forced into learning how to do that. And, um, and it's better real godsend that we were able to do that. So I think, you know, as we, as we go forward and you know who are the uh, part of leadership is who's going to go out and be aware of who those kids are or who those other people are that need help. And we're in the holiday season where we want to make sure everyone, uh, we think more about people being warm and um, that they're fed well. And why isn't that a 12-month experience instead of just the holidays? And that should be a normal way for us to think and to make people part of our life where we can and to make them know that they're not alone. And the, oh, I just wanted to say before we end it is that there's, there's a huge difference between um, being alone and being lonely. And I, I think that um, I, I always used to call you and um, com- uh, not complain about it, but talk about it, how I, I felt like um, college kids or my age group, actually, one of the biggest problems was that they, they never spent any time alone or any time in thought or um, they, they actually were just because of the way roommates are, um, that, that people are never alone and and being alone is, uh, one of the healthiest things, uh, you can be, but there, there's a huge difference between being alone and being lonely. And, uh, the quicker you find comfort and find what is healthy for you, uh, while you're alone, um, and not have those feelings of loneliness, the, the quicker your, your mental health will improve because uh, being alone is one of the uh, best things for me that has made me not lonely in the weirdest way that that sounds. But Yeah, I, I, um, I did want to say something about the experience of uh, loneliness in a place where I don't think many people think of it till you're in the trench. And um, being a caregiver for Quentin's mom, um, once I realized she was sick and I had to deal with the guilt of um, not realizing she was sick. Not not that it's my fault, but it's something if I was more aware, maybe I would have been better about. But what I learned, which didn't make me feel good, was that loneliness can contribute to the risk of dementia. So how lonely must Cindy have felt to... Um, not understand what was going on with her. She couldn't do the things she used to. She couldn't go to work anymore and so on. And that progression of down that slide of uh, dementia. Well, what I also learned by looking into things was how much a caregiver can also feel a sense of loneliness and make bad decisions and um, sometimes to think they're helping that, but actually they're just making things worse. So I think uh, caregivers a lot of times if we could preemptively know, and wouldn't this be great for everything, right? If we could preemptively know how to act when that situation came at us, we would be better prepared. And I would just always reiterate that Quinta and I are trying to share our experiences so that other people can be better prepared for things that might come on their plate. We're not telling anyone what to do. We're just sharing what we're learning and I find it really interesting learning how Quentin views things. And we're just hoping that helps other people, whether it's you're taking care of your grandparent, a spouse, your kids, 
or in reverse, how the kids view their parents and their grandparents as they get older to make us more aware of our surroundings. So um, thank you very much. And um, I hope everyone enjoys the holidays and maybe find a way to make the holiday season become a full year uh, way of looking at life.